There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Fends them dummy half. It's with the halfback, Williams. Williams goes himself, comes out the other side, gets it to Croker, bounces away from a would-be from De Goyce, puts a kick out wide, looking for Shander Earl, and Earl is in again. Hello, welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, the fourth episode of the 2024 NRL preseason. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Team list Tuesday has arrived for 2024, the first of the season. Look, not quite the round one or the round zero team list Tuesday, but still a team list Tuesday nonetheless. We have the teams for the first week of NRL trials here to talk through them with me and a ton of other stuff. The SC Spy, Spy, how are you? Good, mate. Chatting to you properly this week after a slow start last week. A bit more than a hello. In business. Yeah. Ready to rock. Not much more, but a bit more. Yeah, just give you a little bit of the time, mate. That's right. To start, mate. Also with us today, a very special guest, a, a man who taught me all the ways of podcasting, all the ins and outs, Super Coach Godfather, Tommy Sangster. Mate, I'm still learning how to podcast myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but thanks for that intro and good to be on there. I think, I think we had you on this time last year during the pre-season. I said that, that my exact intro is just moulded off you because it's all on you. So I'm just like... <laughs> oh, mate, as long as you don't have to deal with Rob Sutherland every day, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, thank God. The Spy's a huge upgrade on that. <laughs> That's uh, the first compliment I've ever got from him. On yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also with us today, uh, look, unfortunately, Maddie the Waterboy, unavailable. So he's actually gone missing in action since we lost Campbell Graham and Ty Munro during the week. So he's been unsighted from bloke duties, playable duties, just about everything. So we've got Guru on that. No, we've actually got Matty the Waterway. Matty, tough week. Oh, it's tough. And Guru Guru's the one that told me about Tyrone Munro, actually. And he waited until Saturday night when I was having a lot of fun with my friends is in the best possible environment to text me. Hey, by the way, Ty Munro's out. Ruined my whole weekend, so thanks, Guru. I think he had a little scoop on it as well, so like he easily could have kept that till Sunday for. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't find out till I think Sunday night. Like you know, besides besides that, I didn't hear anywhere else. So, Maddie, yeah, can devastating. I, can I ask you, Matty? Yes. Is it better off copying that while you're having fun on the drink, whatever it may be? Or would you rather get it Sunday morning when you're dusty? Maybe it's better to just get it out. No, nah, you know what? You make a really good point. I'd much rather it Saturday night because I forgot about it within about three minutes. Yeah. But <laughs> I still woke up Sunday and that's the first thing I thought. I thought, of course. Monroe's gone. Tommy, you'd be on deck for... You'd be pushing a decade of of Supercoach Godfathering, I'd say. Or more. I think more. It's, it's like 14, 15 years that's mm. been around. And I was there from the first round. So I think it's 15 years. Yeah. Decade and a half. What walked into it nicely, didn't you? Walking, working at the Telegraph, and did you finish 
pretty really high up in, in one of the first years of it, or certainly your first year at working there. Yeah, I finished ninety second pretty mm. early on, and haven't gone better since. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I came in fr- through cricket. Actually, I was a cricket reporter um, first, and then when you're at the Telegraph, you just get, as you know, you just get sucked into the rugby league yeah. vortex. And I was always a league fan growing up too. Um, so yeah, that's that's how it happened. Yeah, no matter what sport they get you in there for, you're going to end up in that rugby league circle in yeah, some no way or what, another. Yeah. We've got another first tonight then. I'm around all these blokes and Clementine and then they're all finished first, second, buddy, fifth, sixth, whatever. <laughs> My best finished is 91st. So I've finally oh, got someone yes. just. <laughs> that was probably recent too. Mine was 14 years ago. Two, so. two years ago, two years ago. It all counts though, doesn't it? Number uh, on the board. It is good to have you along, mate. Uh, boys, on today's show, we'll do a little bit of a... A short Q&A with Tommy Sangster talking all things Supercoach 2024, any changes to the game. A few questions have come in for Tommy from the SC Playbook listeners as well. The first team list Tuesday of the year. The, the key Supercoach pointers from that, Drewy Hutchinson getting the gig as starting halfback over Toby Sexton at the Bulldogs, one of the big winners out of that. And our final club previews of the preseason, the Roosters. Is Angus Crichton the world's biggest bargain or is he a trap? The Storm, do we pay up for Harry Grant or look elsewhere? At the Warriors, Roger Tuovasashek. Is he an undervalued player on return? The Parramatta Eels, do we lock in Dill Brown from round one or do we look for value elsewhere at 5'8"? And finally, the Tigers. The big question there will be, is there any value starting with them with the round one buy, which makes things a little bit awkward. We will then finish it up with a few listener questions for the week. From next week, guys, we'll be through our, all of our team previews. We'll have a week of trials in the bag. We'll have another week of team lists to go off. Uh, so from there, we'll be able to look at things like cheapies, draw analysis, our team reveals, all the trial pointers that have come out of the weekend's action and all that good oil. Before we do get into it, the SC Playbook subscription package is available for the 2024 season. $40 for the NRL content for the season. Access to additional premium articles each and every week of the pre-season and of the NRL regular season. Access to our WhatsApp group, community all in one place. We've been setting up draft leagues in that. We'll be setting up some uh, 20-man leagues as well. Contributors are in there, late mail threads. We've got Adam Styles on board this year as our late mail man, which is very exciting. A ton of good things going on in there. And, of course, access to our unlimited group major <coughs> prize. If you knock us all off this season, it's $1,000 up for grabs if you're an SC Public subscriber. Open to everyone, though. So if a non-subscriber wins, it's 500 bucks to the non-subscriber, 500 to the top-ranked subscriber. That code is 743596. Jump in and take us on. Boys, let's get stuck into it for this week. And we'll start with Team List Tuesday, the first of the a few trial pointers. Spy, I'll start with you, mate. Drewy Hutchinson named at halfback for the Dogs over Toby Sexton, as mentioned. Dual halfback centre wing at 355k. There were a few rumours going around that he was the front runner to get that spot and partner Matty Burton in the halves. The Doggies have named a pretty strong side. So before we get too much into all of these uh, teamless pointers, there are a handful of sides who have named really strong ones, particularly the Bunnies and the Dragons in the Charity Shield. So you get better indicators from some. We understand they're only week one trial sides. It doesn't mean everything. But we got a bit out of them. Talk to us. Talk to us about Drew Hutchinson. Are you interested? Get him in, boys. In the centres, starting half. That confident. Good base. Good base is the key, I reckon. Great base. Loves a run. You've got a good base and you're playing in the halves. You're every chance. He's, what, 350k. I can't say I've deep-dived into him at all yet. I just Mm. know he's going to be every chance for him, my side. So he's currently in my draft based on that news and it's pretty encouraging. 
Yeah, if you get a starting half, dual position, as I said, good base, Joey Hutchinson, a little bit hard to go past, but there's also some red flags there too. Tommy, what are you thinking? I'm thinking it's a pretty decent buy. I'm hoping a better cheapie comes along. Mm. 355, I mean, he's, I mean, he's not even really a cheapie. He's a mid-ranger, yeah. let's face it. But if Way the, to kill the mood, if, mate. If, if, the, uh, five minutes. <laughs> if the other cheapies don't pop up and don't get named for round one, then you've definitely got to consider mm. him 355K. I know it's the Bulldogs. They don't score points. But if he's there for round one, you would think they're backing you in. They're backing experience there. And you'd, you'd hope that he at least gets a few games there. Although the Bulldogs, I mean, Never realistically, quite, they, no. they just cha- chop and change <laughs> so much. Yeah. I will say as well, obviously you mentioned Chapey's there, Tommy, but he's someone I'd, I'd be happy to play. So that's why I'm happy to spend that little bit extra on someone like Hutch rather than one of them bottom dollar, dollar cheapies. They're not really in the side. So if I buy him, he's probably to play. If, you, if I'm not going to play him, I won't bother at that point. It's that awkward price as well, isn't it, at 355k where... If it goes wrong, you've paid that bit more than you probably needed to and, and funds that you could have allocated elsewhere in your round one team. But at the same time, you know, there's probably going to be a handful of CT dub cheapies that maybe we don't start with, uh, you know, sub 300K. It is an easy downgrade if someone else fires or bags an early double. There'll or be someone there yeah. you want, so it's, it makes that easier. Boys, Blake Tafe, fullback for the Doggies. Blake Taff, I should say. Bronson Sherry named at centre for the Doggies. Ryan Pappenhausen returns for the Melbourne Storm. Really, really encouraging to see him named at fullback in a weak Storm outfit, but we just need to see minutes under Pappy's belt. And just to get a look at him, he's very, very exciting. Hopefully we had a couple of trials to have a look at little Pappy uh, before potentially locking him into our round one teams. Also at the Storm, as mentioned, named a pretty weak side. The rumours of the preseason that Trent Loyero had been training as a middle and at lock. He's been named at lock. No Sean Bloor and no real heavyweight forwards for the Storm. So, Spy, it's got to be positive, I think, at the very least. Very positive, yeah. Not yeah. much to add to that. It's just bloody good news. Thanks, mate. Good analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Sammy Hughes, starting for the Doggies. Yeah. Uh, they've named some pretty decent for a pretty decent side in general. There's no Stephen Crichton there or a couple of others, but pretty good side. One of the most popular cheapies to start the season, Sammy Hughes. Again, we get another good look at him, what his sort of scoring output might look like. And again, it's an encouraging one. It is. And so I've... I've Sort of got a 50-50 call between Hughes and Liam Knight. Looks like Hughes is ahead at the moment. I know we can't really trust the teams for the first week of the trials, but Hughes starting ahead of Liam Knight um, is pretty big news. And we want Hughes to to be ahead in that pecking order because he's cheap. He's basically bottom dollar. And then you've got Liam Knight at almost at the mid-range point of the yeah. the upper end of the cheapies. I had a bit of a look at Liam Knight this morning, actually, and I was thinking, yeah, you know what? Like, he kind of averaged too many minutes last year, and if he gets good minutes at the dogs, he, he could be a real goer. He said, I think, I don't have it in front of me, but he was about that mid, like, 350-odd K, and he averaged, like, 32 or 33 minutes last year, so I'm like, oh, he'd really need to increase minutes to, to warrant relevance uh, to start this season. Over at Maddie Buxton's Bunnies. I don't think I've ever called you Maddie Buxton on this podcast. Yeah, that was really weird. I got a bit, uh... Well, Mike's just screwed up. Uh, I got a bit nervous there. Yeah. <laughs> so nervous that I, I just screwed up my mic. I just, don't know what I was hearing. I think it's because I was just talking about Maddie Burton and it has to have just... Yeah, I'm one letter away. I'm yeah. one, yeah, one uh, letter away from him. Sa- same shit. Matthew Buxton to the principal's office. <laughs> both, both tall athletic weapons. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Mate, uh, a suspicion you had uh, earlier in the preseason talking when we did our Bunnies preview 
We were all sort of hoping to see Talis Duncan named starting on the edge for the Bunnies, especially because they've named quite a strong side for the Charity Shield. Jai Arrow got that spot on the edge. Talis Duncan named in the reserves. Look, it doesn't mean everything, but... Not ideal because they're obviously wanting to play Arrow on the edge. Yeah, exactly right. If if this was if this wasn't the Charity Shield, I'd probably not worry about it too much. But they usually do te- tend to uh, lock a few, you know. How do I put this? Like they don't put their strongest team out, but it's stronger than most of the other teams mm. in the comp at the moment. So obviously, all the Indigenous boys aren't playing, and Talis is number eighteen. But having Jai Arrow as that uh, starting edge there s- says to me that he'll be there round one. For sure. And for the rest of that side, as you said, Latrell Mitchell on Indigenous All-Stars duties. We know Ty Munro, the news came through this week, he's injured till around about round six or round eight. They've named Alex Johnston on the one wing, Tane Milne on the other, Isaiah Tass at centre, Richie Kenner in the other centre spot, starting to look a little bit weaker there. Jackie White, not back to round three. Is that how Jacob Gagai, I should mention, at fullback as well, do you see the centres and wingers lining up like that to start the year? Obviously, Jacob Gagai has been talked about a bit as well, who could slot in at centre. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I would think that as good as Jacob Gagai has been tracking, the, the fact they've put Kenna and Milne, respectively, mm. at centre wing says to me they'll do that. That's what I, without seeing any piece of pre-season, uh, that's what I would have would have guessed. So that's probably the safe option that they'll go with for round Is, one. Who's the backup fullback if Latrell goes down? Anything? Is it Gagai? Is it Johnston? <sighs> to be honest, it's probably Munro or Johnston. Obviously, Munro, Munro's yeah, true, gone true, true. now. Like it was Blake Taff last year. Yeah. So, yeah, not too sure. There's, yeah, probably would be Alex Johnston. Yeah, uh, given Munro's injury. Sydney Roosters named a strong side for this week's trial. Obviously, going over to Vegas and playing the week before everyone else for their first round of the season, probably wanting to get a good run under the belt. So they've named a good side, and the interesting ones there, boys, for me, that edge back row spot, the key watch this preseason, Satili Tupanua, coming back from lengthy injury layoffs. 398k has been named to start on the edge alongside Nat Butcher. Angus Crichton named on the bench. It'll be really interesting to see where Angus Crichton's injected, whether it's in the middle, whether it's on the edge. Uh, Sura Wong, the cheapy, cheapy mid-ranger. No, actually, he's about mid-400s, Wong, so not yep. certainly not cheapy. Uh, named in the reserves. Again, don't read into everything, but of all those guys, the winner there... Tommy is Stilly Tupanua, who could come onto the radar if he's starting round one. Definitely, 100%. I mean, we're going to get a good mid-ranger there at the Roosters. It's just a matter of who it's going to be. It could be Stilly. It could be Wong. Crichton. Uh, we'll probably get to him a bit later, but I don't think it's going to be Crichton. He uh, looks like he's on the outer at the club. Yeah. I think we can put a line through him. Either way, at the Roosters, there's some seriously good buys this year, and we will get one of those mid-rangers come through. But having said that, there's about 10, 15 good mid-rangers this year. So will, will they be worth picking it up? Yeah, yeah. and oh, sorry, we'll get to the Roosters later, but it's that the worry there, it's like you've got multiple back rowers. Like even whoever starts, they're actually going to play 80. We don't know. Massive worry. There's some seriously good buys yeah. at the Roosters. I'll have five of them. They will all disappoint me uh, over <laughs> in Vegas, just like they did last year in Australia. Uh, but yes, we will get to those, those boys a little bit later on. At the Dragons, Tommy Sangstar, your boys, diehard Dragons fan. Zach Lomax named on the wing. Bit of a blow. We were hoping to see him at fullback. That being said, doesn't mean he's not going to be there round one. Tyrell Sloan named at fullback. 
I I suspect they'll both spend time there during the trial and, and Flano will get a look at it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Lomax is a guy, hopefully he's kicking goals. Um, but Sloan, I was just saying off air before, I feel like he just needs to go back to Reggie's mm. and just concentrate on defence for half the season, prove that he can actually put his body on the line and then he gets rewarded with an NRL start. He must have been doing pretty well in the pre-season under Flanner, who had a plan to toughen him up to be named to start in this trial. He would have broken down in <coughs> tears and, and left uh, Cogroval if, he, if he'd busted by now because you're right, Flanner's the right man to do it, isn't he? If Lomax is named at fullback round one, which barring some big trial performances from Sloan, which is every possibility, I think Lomax plays round one. I think there's a few little smoke balls there from Flano. If, if Lomax does look at in trials at fullback, gets named there round one, kicking goals, would you be interested in him? Yeah, kicking goals is key, and Flanagan himself might be kicking yeah. goals there. Um, so it hinges entirely on that goal kicking. Lomax is not actually that good a goal kicker when you no. look at his uh, overall percentages over his yeah. career. Flanagan's actually better, so I reckon Flano might be kicking, and he becomes a, probably a 50 average player in Supercoach. <sighs> and then that makes him... Not a must-have, but... Very interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't want to have to do it, but you're <laughs> right. And, I mean, he scored relatively well back in the day for... We'll do a bit of digging on that, but at the Roosters when he was a starting half and goal-kicking, albeit it was a red-hot team he was playing in. Spy, a, a big... One of the bigger ones in the team list was Tom Eisenhuth, former Storm back rower, moved to the Dragons, starting on the edge in a strong Dragon side. Dual CT-dub, 2RF... He's very affordable. He could be an 80-minute edge back row to start the season. Yeah, I didn't know he was available in centres. Yeah. Hello. Uh, especially early on. I spoke about it the other week, but it's good to have... Just while we're getting our sides set up, you can rely on someone for 40, 50 points without costing you a bomb. Pretty handy early on, Not and then bad. you can move him to whoever's blitzing it from there. But interesting watch. Yeah. Very the issue there is that they've... Um, potentially getting Luciano Leilua and they've got Raymond Fatala Mariner. So they, they've identified that they're short in the edge back row. It's probably yeah. Spike Dylan Egan as cheapy as well, who Flanagan talked up the other day. So I don't see any of this being good news <coughs> for Supercoach, to yeah. be honest. Just get Dylan Egan in there playing 80 minutes <laughs> in round one, Flano. Come on, he's the next Matt Gillette. Please. Matt Gillette. Next Max yes. Gillette, according to Ben Hunt. Max <laughs> Gillette. said it was... No, no, seriously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, He's, he, he actually said that a quote that it was like he was Matt Gillette was defending next to him. That oh is amazing. Yeah. Gee, I'm getting some nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, boys, to wrap those up, Tessie Noon named at centre, scored a hat trick on the weekend in a soft trial for the Dolphins. Jack Bostock starts on the wing. Look, I still think. I mean, I thought Tessie knew it was going to be on the wing in Bostock in Queensland Cup, but look, it's encouraging for Bostock, who's a tick over 300k. His numbers, we, we did the Dolphins last week, weren't good last year, but he will come into contention if lied on for CT-dub cheapies to start the season. The Newcastle Knights have named a strong side for their trial clash. No Jaden Braley, which is a bit of a concern. Look, there might not be much in it. I, I don't know any detail as to why, but we wanted to see him probably getting some as many minutes as possible in him in the preseason to consider him round one. At the Raiders, Chevy Stewart named at one. Kaya Weeks at six. The interesting one here, Ethan Strange named at number seven rather than at centre. We were probably where we anticipated to see him. Uh, no Jamal Fogarty in that side, so it doesn't mean everything, but... 
Maybe Weeks doesn't have the mortgage on the six that we think he we, he does if Strange is playing seven. So just one to watch out for. All those blokes, along with Xavier Savage in the Raiders trial game, uh, going back quickly to the Roosters. Joseph Suwali at centre. Joey Manu in reserves. I wouldn't read into any of that too, too much, despite the strong side that has been named. Tommy, let's get into a little Q&A with you. And I suppose firstly, mate, uh, a lot of the diehard supercoaches will know, but any, any major changes to the game this season? Well, I think the biggest change is our big Vegas party for yeah. round one at the Star. If you can't get to Vegas, and let's face it, most of us can't, you can get to the Star, there's going to be 500 supercoach nuts. Next best thing. In a room, in a licensed venue with a few special um, guests and speakers, etc. Um, could be fun and it's free. So I reckon that is the biggest... Thing the, biggest come up with the biggest change, the biggest this year is just the round one party at the star. You can punch Scoos with Sankster at the star. Yep, you'll be. Oh, you season. might be there. I you'll might be coming be in there. hot from. Yeah, yeah, I have a wedding in God's country, Kuma, the night before. It is a very quick turnaround. It is on a farm. There's some work to do to get from point A to point B. Who's driving you back? Is that the big factor? Uh, shout out to Trishy Williams, who we drive me five <laughs> hours. <laughs> you'll be there. Oh, we'll <laughs> Mate, get her an invite as well. Yeah, well, that's true. That'll uh, that'll make us a chance. Um, how do people get to it, mate? So there's a link floating around, and I don't have it on me right now. You've caught me on the spot here, but basically just search oh, it, 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 Viva yeah. Non Vegas. Search that, and you'll see the story come up. It's all over the socials. Link all, it's all over socials. You'll find yeah, it. Yeah, go on Supercoach Social. You'll find it. Um, talk to us, Tommy. What's the process? You know, you get a million people tweeting you, xing you, whatever it's called. And you know, telling you to change this rule, change this rule. What's the process look like at News Corp before the season starts when you consider these new rules and any changes to the game? Well, essentially, we have a big meeting in sort of April, May, and it's all locked in by then. So if you're hitting us up in sort of June, July, it's not going to happen. That's too late. Yeah, it's all it's all locked in um, very, very early because obviously our provider, I mean, there's just so much going on, so much with Supercoach these days with NBL, BBL, the two footy codes as well. Um, so we've got to plan ahead, a, a long way ahead. So yeah, it all gets locked in in about May. So if people want to pepper you with DMs, do it by April. If it's after yeah. that, they're wasting their time. After that's no chance. Mate, uh, a few questions that have come in from the SC Playbook listeners. One from our good mate, the NRL Supercoach Sponge. Have they managed to change the two rounds before, change it to two rounds before price changes this year? Uh, if not, why not? So it's, of course, a player's price doesn't change in Supercoach until three games before price rise, until a player's played three games. Uh, and goes on to say that it has too many teams too similar because it takes three games. I know, Spy, you cottoned on to a tiny little thing in the stats department. I was just on the projected scores. I was just looking yeah. at Nico Hines. I'm like, what could he lose? And I was like, hang on, this is changing a week early. So I was like, what's going on here? And it's one, one that I've advocated for a little bit, Tommy. I would love to see prices change after one game. Supercoach BBL already does it. So, uh, you know, not an enormous change. It is within the game. I think it would... It would just reward those good selections early in the season. And, and I know a big part of what Supercoach do, things like additional trades last season, it's you're trying to get people to stay interested in the game because it's easy for us, um, us diehards of the game. We spend hours on it each week, but not everyone's like that. So a lot of the changes are made to keep people interested, which I think is fantastic. Uh, but around the, the three-game price change. Look, I like the idea. I think it's good to... Um 
get sides looking less similar. Mm. It's not going to happen for this year, but if you uh, DM me by April, we might get it on <laughs> for next year. This is my official notice, mate. You have <laughs> yeah. been – I've get, it's before pre-April. You've been told. So round one next year, I expect to see it. Mate, the second one from Daniel Hackman. Will there be any positional updates before round one? When will the player database be updated? E.g. Raymond Fatal and Mariner, the Dragons, showing up as a Bulldogs player. We'll get there, Daniel. I'm sure they'll be all right. Uh, And a couple of other ones there. So, yeah, uh, positional changes before round one. Yeah, definitely. After that final trial, we'll do a whole run through everything. We'll see what happens in the trials. There's a few – I I don't want to say any – right now that are locked in but we've already got a list of about four or five that are, are basically 100 percent going to happen is it just the guys that are clearly going to play that position or not yeah, clearly, well, you know so yeah what's the um, what's criteria so at the start of the year we basically decided that we'd go if someone was a little bit ambiguous we'd just give them one position and then we can add it later on after the yep. trials so there's going to be a lot of guys in that situation coming yeah, into so, it does. so you're saying aj brimson will be dual ct double fullback so what is he currently He's currently fullback, but full also back. playing centre. Yeah, so, so yeah, so he's one guy on the list that yeah, yeah you can lock him in. Oh yeah, yeah. Lock that's him. our one lock in. That's yeah. <laughs> I can't even draft him into my team just yet and play around with it because I can't do it yet. But uh, it will happen before that. Uh, now here's a really good one, and I love these questions that uh, that throw shade. His tag is literally anonymous, anonymous and he had please. an and he had an <laughs> and he had an alias as a pitcher. But I stand by Anonymous. One for Tommy. <laughs> on Any intel on the minutes split between the Panthers hookers this year? Sonny Luke looking at getting 50, 50 minutes, minutes again. again. Yeah, that was um, – look, that was very good mail last year. <laughs> of a very, very reliable source. And it was on this It was on this show, I'm pretty sure, that I, I it came was up too. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know what? It, I, never, it just yeah. didn't pan out like that. I, I'm just saying because Mitch Kenny was so good. That's, that's why it didn't mm. pan out. But that – was the plan at some stage and I'm extremely confident of it but it just didn't work out for super yeah. and I apologise and I had Sonny Luke in my team so I got stuffed around by it too yeah I do um, I, I try and get to as many sort of reels and clipping things up as I can after the show and, and I normally get to about two max if I get a special guest like T Sangster on here I might get to two of them uh, among all the other podcasters one of them was a ripping story about being on the pitch with Brett Morris yeah. and the second one out of the whole show was the Sonny Luke yeah. one I'm like hi oh, Tommy I'm so sorry <laughs> well this time you can clip up that from last year and then my Mia Culpa from this year next yeah, year. Yeah, 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 exactly right. I'll wait on this one and wait for it to fire and then I'll re-clip it up and yeah. put something out for you, mate. <laughs> we'll get ultimate we'll, shame. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get square again. Uh, I didn't ask you about this pre-show. I'm hoping you've got different. You, do you have a Cleary-Hines combination at the moment at halfback? I, I, look, I currently do, but I'm really considering taking Cleary on. I don't like that buy early on. Hines is by far the better buy. He's got the better schedule. I think he's an, an absolute lock in my team. And then I can do so much with that money from Cleary that I'm considering going without him and taking him on. I know he's going to be popular. Two tough games to start, then the buy in round three, plus they got the travel to England as well. I He's certainly not a lock in my team. And I think someone like Dylan Brown, who I'm sure we'll talk about later on, with his great schedule, I can spend my money on Dylan Brown instead. I get it. I'm like, I, I haven't sort of faltered from that combination just yet. It's more because I don't <coughs> like any of the alternatives to Nathan Cleary. I look at someone like, we'll get to him very shortly, but someone like Mitchell Moses, who has that great draw to start the season with Parramatta, a lot of games uh, at home to start the year where they fire. But if you were going to go elsewhere at halfback, who sort of tickles your fancy? <coughs> 
at halfback, yes. I'd, I'd probably go cheaper. At, I'd go Hines and a cheapy. Um, ah, uh, like, yep. Yeah, well, I guess, like and, then, and then I'll spend that, mo- spend that money because I currently have two cheapies at 5'8", so mm. I'd, I'd, I'd go to Dylan Brown, even though it's in a dis- different position. Yep. I guess uh, Drew Hutchinson becomes one option there. If he starts round one with that dual position, he's someone yeah. you could run with. I don't want to be tempted this uh, year. I'm yeah. just locking the boys in. Uh, but Yeah, Aiden Caesar is a guy I'm looking at too, if he's kicking goals. You should. He's not exciting, but if he's kicking goals. Theon Caesar, I know the Tigers goal kickers, he has to be kicking, doesn't he? He hits them beautifully. Yeah. It's not going to be like Appy overseas, you wouldn't think, so could be an option. Yeah, especially like if, like if Appy's not playing 80, you just you want one bloke to have the role, don't Caesar's you? Caesar's a gun goal kicker. Yeah, so yeah. Boys, the Parramatta Eels, let's get stuck into it. Their draw to start the season. They've got the Bulldogs away, the Panthers away, Seagulls at home, Tigers at home, Raiders away, Cowboys at home, then the Dolphins in Darwin. <laughs> it's a good start to the year. As I, said, I think it's... Four of their opening six at Combank Stadium. And where shall we start? We'll start with Dylan Brown at 780k, 5'8", a position where people are struggling to fill a little bit this season in terms of anything other than Dylan Brown. If you want to pay up, he looks the man. Spy, you're very keen on him. He's averaged 76 and 74 the last two seasons. He scored 32 in round one against the Storm last year, then didn't have a score below 47 in 16 games. That 47 came against Penrith, because of course it did. 37 in base. He looks good. And he's on the record as saying, I need to repay the face. So I love that sort of stuff, mm. like that added motivation. We know how good he is. He's, an, he's not that old, so he's, an, he's just another year that he's grown into his game. I've actually, since we spoke about him a few weeks ago, I haven't had him in my side. The longer I go on, I'm just like, I think I need him. I'm just worried about that 5-8 position with Preston. Preston, I always call him Preston, but Jaden Campbell under an injury cloud. And then I had a look just before we came on. His last five games before his suspension last year, Dylan Brown, 109, 116, 53, 113 and 84. Jeez. Then he was off for like eight weeks. I'm like, that's the kind of stuff. If I'm playing around with 5-8 and a bloke I don't properly trust – I think it's just Dylan Brown time. Get him in, figure out the rest of the side. If I need to drop someone else in another position, I think Brown, I just have to get him in based on sort of, that's what it, it, where I'm leaning on on everything now. Tommy, I don't have him in my side at the moment. I haven't looked super closely at putting him in or, or, or got near to put him in just yet, despite the obvious appeal. One thing that sort of puts me away from him, A, I'm happy provided he's fit for round one to go with Jaden Campbell at 5'8", along with someone like KO Weeks, who I'm a bit more nervous on, but hard to ignore at the price. There's just a lot of mouths to feed in attack at the Eels with Gutho, with Mitch Moses. They've got a lot of attacking weapons. That being said, I mean, it hasn't stopped Dylan Brown in the past. I just feel like it limits his ceiling a little bit. Even if he doesn't have the ceiling of some of the other players in the position, it doesn't mean he can't score 80 every week, does it? Yeah, you're not going ceiling with Dylan Brown. You're going surety. He's got the base. He's got the draw. Um, he's durable. He never gets injured. Basically, the only games he's missed in the last sort of half decade mm. is when he was a naughty boy at the Golden Sheaf Hotel, an off-field incident. He's durable as, he's safe as, and with that draw, I, I'm really thinking of him ahead of Nathan yeah. Cleary. Yeah. I would say if Jaden Campbell is healthy, that's that's my one swap well, where I'd go. Yeah, like so him. the mail on clear uh, on <coughs> sorry Campbell um, Campbell is round three yep. for him. So so that's I a line through that. Happen. But Keanu Kinney could start at fullback. 
I'm going to clip that up this, uh, this evening. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not from me. That's from Trav, that's from Trav Main. He's the man on the ground. I'll say I'm, Bra- I'm doing Brown as well. He um, Everything goes through him. Anything that Gutherson touches on that left edge is through him. Anything Lane touches is through him. Mitch takes the fifth tackle options a reasonably out of the time, of course, mm. but just that the, f- the mouths to feed thing does not worry me with Dylan Brown. If Jaden Campbell is out to round three, um, as Sanks is reporting live on exclusively on SC Paper <laughs> Podcast, it's not exclusive. It, uh, <laughs> it, it'll make it interesting. It like Because I also don't want to be stuck playing sort of weeks at all if you're running. I'm happy with Campbell at the price yep. to play him as my starter and ex- you know be willing to cop the odd low score, but it might become having to pay out for Dill Brown. So we'll see how it goes. Only downside, other downside on Brown is for blokes like me who have Cleary, Hines, like two elite fullbacks. Just another broke you buying at top price. Which, I can't fit which, him in. Which to my just squad. makes value really hard and growth and just fitting him in in general. I've so, got yeah. gun fullbacks. One of them's Pappenhausen at the moment, and that's provided he comes up early in the trials. If he doesn't come back that well in the trials, I'm then <coughs> paying up for someone like Turbo or Latrell or whoever it might be, Reese Walsh. My spine is so stacked. I don't think I've got a bunch of Reggies yeah. in the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, Mitchie Moses, 695k, his halves <laughs> partner. Look, if you're not going Cleary, and you want to get a gun halfback in. We just mentioned Parramatta's draw. He's goal-kicking in a good team. <sighs> Spy, I could make a case for him. He had four tonnes last year, top of 147 against the Knights at 130 against the Rabbitohs. He had low scores. So back-to-back season, 68 and 70 averaging. Did have some low scores last year, 16 against Melbourne. He had a 17 in round 10 against the Titans. I sort of thought that he'd shed this roller coaster tag a little bit in recent seasons, but when I looked into it a little bit more, he hasn't really. He also had six scores under 43 in 2022. All that being said, good draw, good team. I don't mind him. Yeah, I'm not overly keen. I get get the appeal, but for me, if you're that close to Nath Cleary or Hines, just get those blokes. Obviously, money's a factor, but for me, that second round match against Penrith, you could just see him punching out a 25 or something against that mob. So that worries me. I don't think the Eels don't lose to Penrith. They do step dr- up during regular, regular season. season. They'll be favourites. It's um, <laughs> just not for me. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Tommy, Sean Lane, 446K, one of the most popular players in the game. Everyone that's been on this panel so far this preseason is keen on him. Do you have any knocks on him? No, not really. I mean, the knock is that they have so many back rollers at mm. that club. Does he, does he get eased in? He's been an 80-minute player for so long, except for last season when he was suffering injuries. But do they 
for example, chuck Maddo on the left at some stage and, and spell Lane. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's pretty solid option for 80 minutes and he's in my team and I, I don't think he'll be moving. Yeah, I think he's probably yeah. the value proposition to start the year what? out of all of them. Uh, another back row out there, Jermaine Hopgood, 748k. Look, there are so many great mid-range back rowers and then Dave Vita for a bit more expensive. Can't consider him, but his numbers last year, just incredible. Like, it was his, essentially his his full rookie season. He played yeah. a few games in the seasons prior. But he started under 300k, averaged 73 points. He averaged 57 in base alone. His lowest score all year was 43. That was in a game, it was around about eight or nine from memory. <coughs> And he'd played such huge minutes leading into that. He played off the bench and Brad Arthur just gave him a bit of a spell. Put a line through that and it was still 43 in 45 minutes. He didn't have a score under 50 all year. Unbelievable. But I don't think you'd start with him. No, I don't think you can. Not with all the good options there in the mid-range in the back row. He'll probably be in my team at some stage. Hopefully we get a locked-in keeper there in the back row that we can just rely on every week. But certainly not from round one when you've got guys between sort of 400 and 550 who are going to go up in price, whereas Hopgood probably goes down in price or stay steady. Tommy Cheapies. Brendan Hands, Joey Lussick, mm. chat out of the Eels that Brad Arthur wants an 80-minute hooker this season. If that does eventuate, Hands priced on a 30-point average from 50 minutes of game time last season. In his five 80-minute games last year, he averaged 55.8 with 44.2 in base. Pretty good going if that does eventuate. Lussick, 47-point average in three 80-minute games last year with 44.6 in base. However... His base in those three games was 56, 35 and 43, all over the shop, small sample size. Either way, if one of these players gets named by themselves, will you have them in your hooking rotation? Yeah, I think so. It obviously depends on Jaden Braley and what's going on there, but I don't think Braley's going to play certainly not more than 60 minutes mm. and it could be a fair bit less given how well Phoenix Crossland did last year. <clears throat> Look, I think... Are we actually going to see... Is Brad Arthur going to follow through here and actually do it? Like I know he says that he wants it, but is he actually going to do it? I don't know if he will for now. He might just ease in with the two hookers to start the year and then end the season with an 80-minute eight, an hooker. I'm tempted. If Brendan Hands is named to start, no hooker on the bench, very tempted to look at starting him in my number nine jersey there at hooker. So he's already on my bench. If you start him and drop down from Harry, what's that, 400K or something, if I'm going to put Dylan Brown in as well, it's a lot of money. If you can come out and just punch me out 50 mid-50s for six weeks with no buyers coming up, that's pretty handy. And partnering with who? Uh, oh, it would be a cheapie, like a Braley or someone. Um, Very risky Risky, spy, but... Risky because <clears throat> if by round two, Lussie gets named on the bench because hands can't hack the 80 well enough and they think otherwise... You've got to find a lot of money somewhere to get to a decent... I'd have to already have a plan that I'd have someone that that goes down to another. So it'd be a pre-planned thing. But I did look at their games last year when he played 80. They're good. They won most of them. Yeah. Not just supercoach scores, but they won most of the games. He's got something about him, a bit of spark. Not saying I'm going to do it. It's just something to ponder. It's... Yeah. It could be a masterstroke. It could fall flat in your ass. I'll be a very nervous <laughs> man every week yeah, at 4 yeah, p.m. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Maddie at the Parramatta Eels, anyone that's caught your eye, mate, it's interesting because outside of probably Sean Lane, there are a lot of options but no standouts. What do you reckon? Yeah, obviously Sean Lane's the big one. Pretty much everyone's got him. Dylan Brown, as you guys have 
have mentioned, I think he's going to have a great year. I mentioned a few weeks ago, um, because Sevo was outside that edge mm. of uh, Lane and Brown last year and they played barely any footy together, um, he could be someone that I'm looking at. Um, but you're right, there's, <laughs> there are a lot of options, but no one that I'm really like fired up for at this point. A lot of people I'm 30% keen on. That's right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Which isn't quite enough just yet. No. Boys at the Melbourne Storm. They start the season with games against Penrith at home, the Warriors at home, the Knights away into a bye, Broncos at home, Bulldogs at home, then they go Roosters and Rabbitohs away. There's one good thing about that, and that it's that, that they play four of their opening five games at home, but four of their opening six because they've got a buy in round four. It's a tough, tough draw to start the season for them. And, you know, while there's a few players with 30% keen on at the Storm, there's a few players I'm 80% keen on at the Storm at the Eagles, sorry. Um, it makes it tough. It's, it's a tough draw, Spy. I'm backing off them early, boys. I've just got round six against the dog circled. It could be a boost week and three Melbourne Storm players coming in my side. Um, just that early Penrith game, never good. I'm worried about their go forward still. What's changed from last year in the pack there? Not a heap. Um, there's just some question marks for me. We'll get to my main man, little Orion Pappenhausen shortly. I'll go straight into it now. I'm just worried about owning him early. <laughs> Stuff the run sheet. <laughs> Spy has less and me. less regard for the run sheet with each and every week. He's growing in confidence. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, go, tell us about Ryan Pappenhausen, Spy. You're getting to him anyway. Um... Sorry about the disrespect there, mate. That's right, mate. Um, we know his injury history, freak instances, but he is a small body. So, like, the, the chance of that happening had just escalated a little bit. Um, with Penrith and that round four bye, I'd, personally, I don't see the need to touch him yet. Mm. If he's doing his thing and he's goal kicking, which we don't know if he necessarily will, round six, bang, after the Brisbane game, straight in. I don't care who I have to drop down to him. I'll drop one of my elite fullbacks to Pappy if he's the Pappy we know. Uh, but for me, I'm just worried about starting with Ryan there. And if he gets a couple of 30s or something against Penrith, then he's got the bye. Whereas Turbo, Tommy, um, Latrell, all these boys are pumping out tons. It's a lot of points. So I understand the, that he's cheaper. That helps your side. But you look at Latrell, he's only like 150k cheaper. I'd rather just lock Trell in early, for, mm. as an example. And then round six, Ryan Pappenhausen straight in if he's what we know. Sangstar, three, last three season averages, 90, 79, 71, of course, prior to 2023, where he played just two games, 96 minutes in, in total. He's priced at 645k. What's your thoughts on him, mate? Let's say, for argument's sake, that he's starting round one at fullback, which I suspect he probably will be, and let's say he's goal kicking. It all hinges on the goal kicking. That's yeah. that's the number one thing. If he's kicking goals, then he is very hard to leave out. I'm also considering taking him on. He's he's very popular, mm. and as you say, I mean you're you're all over Latrell. I've currently got Ponga and Tommy Turbo Love there. It. I think there's a lot more ops upside there. Um, fullback is just so stacked. I think you don't take <coughs> any risks there. And Pappenhausen, let's face it, is a risk with his injury history. Having said that, he could play 20 minutes on the weekend in this trial, absolutely kill it, yeah. and then I'm, I'm all over Pappenhausen again. Word of warning for everybody, he probably will kill it tomorrow. It's a trial, which is basically touch footy. Yeah. Against the dogs, young blokes. If he looks good, it's not Penrith the round one. The dogs team's good though. The they named a good yeah. side. That yeah. helps. Yeah, uh, but it's not Penrith round one. 
That's all, that's all I would yeah. say because trials can be misleading. But, yeah, obviously if we see him break and clear and doing his thing, that's going to be good for everyone. Speaking of, he's on our telly Thursday night at 7. So Does good. that not make you happy? A good dog side playing against a weak <coughs> storm side, but we get Pappy. So the biggest preseason watch along with Tom Trebois, yep. and we get him first proper trial of the season, which is exciting. And for the record, Tommy... I want Turbo as well. It's just that extra 80 yeah. or 50k. I don't know if I can quite afford it's it. so many day games uh, to start yeah. the year, which I like. Turbo yeah. in a day game. Or any, if in any af- weather is good. If I can afford him over Trell, I'll have him. Yep. I'm with you. Harry Grant, 750k. is the best hooker in Supercoach. 27% ownership on site as it stands. Average 69 last season, leading into the state of origin opener. In 2022... He averaged 85.6 leading into the State of Origin opener. Final three games of last year, played reduced minutes, 70 in 53 minutes, 59 in 66 minutes, 110 in 59 minutes. I say that because there's a bit of chat of him sharing that hooking role this season. Obviously, you want him playing 80, but if he does play that 50, sort of 60, 65 minute mark, it's not all detrimental to him because he has scored well in a smaller sample size. 79.66 79.66 in those final three games last season. Sankstar, do you have Harry Grant at the moment? I do, and I'm relatively confident. I'm worried about that round four bye. I like your chat about this round six mm. stuff with the, with the storm, to be honest. So I'm potentially getting swayed. The issue is who else do you go with? JMK's got an early bye too. Exactly so you, you don't right. go there. Um, the guy who I would go for is Brandon Smith. I think he's... Oh. Up for a huge year. Did Clementine pay you to say that? Yeah, I, I, I have not listened to anything Clementine yeah. has said. But Brandon Smith, for me, with his draw to start the year, it's the pressure is on him this season. He is he's the key player at the Roosters. Let's face it. He He'll respond. Well. I'm with you. He'll respond. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him at what he's in mid fours. I think he is. So speaking of run sheet, we're near the Roosters, and look where. Yeah, we're just rattling the bike on your Jesus right. Four seventy, Jesus four seventy one k. My issue with him is, and like I, I, I agree that he knows he needs a big gear this season. He averaged fifty eight minutes last year for forty six points, so he really mm. needs to get some attacking stats. PPM was not good, and I'm a, I'm assuming that's down because he played a fair bit of hooker as opposed to playing as a back yeah. rower. So. Yeah, that and is an issue, and I don't. Th- he can't play eighty minutes. I don't think even if he gets really, really fit over the off season, I still don't think he's going to play eighty minutes. And a lot of that first month for the Chooks last year was a write off. Like he wasn't his best. He also got knocked out one game. Like if he's playing his sixty minutes at his best, mm. he can be pretty good, can't he? Yeah. So worth some thought there. I'm pretty keen on Harry Grant, boys. I look, I, I like what <laughs> I see in the numbers from Marshall King last season and the improvement this season. But Harry Grant at 750k, I just think you're locking in the best hooker in the game. The attacking upside is phenomenal. JMK also has that round three bye. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty keen on Harry Grant. That being said, not locked in just yet, but pretty keen on him. Do you start with him and then come that round four bye? If Jeremy Marshall's killing it, just flip straight down him and free up cash, potentially. Potentially. It's just expensive as all. And a word of warning, those last three games, sure he scored well. In limited minutes, but it's the end of the season. Defences are very different. So I think there's a few flags on Harry, but look, he always finds a way to score pretty well. He's not going to kill you, is he? One that's intrigued me is Cameron Munster in 7% of teams at the moment. We've got all these issues around 5-8 and people struggling to find the player. Lots looking at Dylan Brown and just like, oh, we'll just pay up for him. Cam Munster, 
He averaged 71 last season. He averaged 81 the year before. So you could argue he might, he might be undervalued. Looked like he played injured at different stages last season. Hasn't averaged below 69 in five years. Started last season with an average of 78 points across the first six games. 32 in base last year. Two tons last season. Top of 124. Five tons the year before that with a top of 147. A bit like Dylan Brown, Tommy, where he... Not necessarily the big scores that you sort of expect from Cam Munster, but very consistent. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm shocked that he's only at 7% ownership. Mm. That's for sure. I think he should be a fair bit higher. The round four buy is, is yeah. a big turnoff. The draw is not great when you look at the actual matchups too, but Munster just goes big in the in the tough matchups. So, I'm look, I don't think you can go both Harry Grant and Cameron Munster. You need to choose yeah, one. for sure. Given the schedule. Uh, so, look, oh, I'm probably leaning towards Harry at the moment. And yeah. with, with that buy in round four or whatever it is, you don't want too many of these good Melbourne yep. players because your depth will be severely tested early in the season. That's what that's what could deter me from Harry or Pappy. I'm like, I know it's round four and I'm not getting too, too caught up in buys, but two big money players in key positions. You know, you don't necessarily want both of them. Um, to wrap up the storm, Ellie Katoa, 656k, 64-point average in 68 minutes last season. Busted an absolute ton of tackles in just 1.5% of teams to start the season. And also, Sean Bloor, 445k. If Sean Bloor gets an 80-minute starting role on the edge for storm, he becomes very appealing at a good mid-range 2RF price. Priced on a 44-point average from 47 minutes per game last season. Basing 31 in that time with only one try at one try assist. He played three 80-minute games last year. One was a 25-point game. That was round 27 when they got 50 put on him by Manly. Put a line through it. His other two games, he scored 92 and 54 and had 50 and 40 in base in that time. Katoa, Bloor, any interest? Certainly Bloor. I mean, if Bloor's name to start in round one, then he is very, very tempting. I know there are a lot of good mid-rangers there in the back row, but Bloor's pretty high on mm. the list for me. I think he'd he'd yeah. fit into my top five mid-rangers <clears throat> in that position, and I'm considering going with five mid-rangers in that spot. Yes. So my only question mark on Sean Bloor from a footy sense is he's quite a good defender uh, physically. It's maybe a bit slow laterally, so that's something that could worry Craig Bellamy. But in saying that, if he's named to start round one, that's a show of faith. Yep. That's enough for me. He'd be in my side if named. I feel the same. And it's all these little things. Like if he gets named to start round one, looks like he's going to be an 80-minute man, I then don't really want to have Grant, a Pappy in there, a Bloor. So if I want Bloor bad enough, it might cost me one of the other two. So decisions to be made. Guys, if you've been sleeping in your pants granny flat, you've been working your butt off lately at the office, you're sitting on a small fortune as a result, you don't want to wake up dusty on Sunday mornings this footy season to watch the Tigers and Dragons jersey flag game with siblings, all the distractions that do come with that, maybe it's time to dip your toe into the property market. Most people out there think there's no chance of being able to afford property, especially if you live in Sydney, but it's far more achievable than you actually think, whether it's an investment property or your own home. So if you are interested in finding out a bit more, whether it's to buy now or planning to buy down the track, reach out to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. Usually that'd sting you 129 bucks, but if you mention SC Playbook, it's completely free of charge. Flick them a message on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore SCW, or you can give them a buzz on 02-9521-1611. Doesn't matter where you are based in Australia. Email and more details in our the articles at the SC Playbook website. Boys, 
the Warriors start the season with games against the Sharks at home, Storm away, Raiders at home, Knights at home, Rabbitohs away, Seagulls at home. The best part of all that, there isn't any buys. Spy, Sean Johnson, your boy, you're potting you pot just about all your boys this year. What about SJ? There's a theme. I had a five-minute look at him because I, I had to. <laughs> he actually made it into my side in five minutes, but um, I, I just can't do it. Um, I'm on record of saying I want Cleary and Hines in, and if I was going to drop down from one of those guys, it would be something like Tommy's doing to a, to a cheapie to free up a heap of cash. The draw's deceptively tough there for mine in those first six weeks. Um, most of the Warriors I'm finding are just probably priced pretty highly after a very good season last year. Shawnee, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if he comes out and scores around his average or a bit better, but there's work to do there. And with that draw, if it was an easier draw, I think there's merit, but uh, not for me, unfortunately. Hopefully I can sneak him in there around the buys or something because I, I need one last hurrah. Yeah. The great man. And while 2023 was a beautiful year for the Warriors and Rugby League fans and Sean Johnson, the reality is the bloke gets injured a lot. So to be paying up the start of the season almost 800k for him, it's a big risk. He also cut Brisbane to shreds in that semi-final on one leg. Unfortunately, they, yeah, they conceded right. about 50. But he was so good in it. Yeah. But, yeah, just a lot of risk involved. Thanks to RTS, Roger Tuovasa-Shek returns to the NRL this season. I think the, uh, the, 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 the price makers at Supercoach headquarters, they've got it just about bang on. Nailed it. At 539k. Under 500k, I'd be like, I haven't watched a minute of him in Union. I don't apologise for that. I would be going straight for him at under 500. Anything over... F- oh, look, I'm not starting him. Anything over 550, I wouldn't even look at him. But 539 is just tempting enough. What are you expecting from RTS on return? Look, playing centre is yeah. not an option. I, he's, not in, he's not on my radar whatsoever. Let's <coughs> wait and see if he trials and, and what happens. But for me, he'd have to have a... A huge preseason. Has he even been named today? I don't even know. Um, but he'd have yes, to. Yes, he did, he did he'd get named. Right, so he'd have to show something serious over the weekend, because I don't want to be spending that much money at centre wing, to be honest. And if I was going to be spending that much money, it certainly wouldn't be on RTS, a guy who hasn't played NRL for a couple of years, and he's been playing like his good scores in Supercoach have all been at fullback. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you, mate. I'll put you on the spot. Uh, one that I love asking all Supercoach experts out there. Are you paying up for a primo CT double to start the season? Probably not. I think the most expensive guy I'll go for is Talon May, who's really popular. Like very cheap. And the rest will be cheapies slash mid-rangers. Told me after listening to you for many a year, I reckon you need one this year. Yeah, Shake it up I, a little bit, get I'm, one in. You, I, I was watching you talk about Hammer the other day. <laughs> Hammer or Karaz. Karaz is not bad yeah. either. He's a real pot. Because they're not... So, Primo price That's the thing Yeah you're, you, you picked my interest <laughs> It's hammer time saying so. yeah. Just on Roger Two of us a Sheck as well Does anyone ever come back At their best from Rugby Union sure Immediately not. I've yet to say it So it's just Just have a watch Easy enough to bring him in Down the line there If he's looking good But it's, it's a pretty tough transition If he comes back Roams to Santa Has 25 runs Recess He's affordable enough To get him in You don't need to break the bank Round two or three Spy Adam Fanua Blake, he was so, so good last season. He averaged 73 per game. That was up from 52 in 2022, 58 in 21, and 60 in 2020. He was outstanding. I just don't see 
any value in him to start the season. No, he might, at his absolute best, score some tries again and average the same, but he's he's not making money, is he? Barring an absolute onslaught. Um, not, nah. If I'm paying up for a primo front row up, which, barring no one coming through, which is possible at this stage, it's going to be Tino or Painhouse, yep. I think. The big dogs. Or well, is anyone else at the Warriors that we need to touch on? The 5-8 race. Uh, yeah, just to Murray Martin there Tamari at 5-8, if named. I don't know what they're planning. but 363K. If he does if he land that 5-8 spot, his dual, his dual fullback and 5-8 as well, which is very handy. Speaking of jewels, question for Mr. Sankster in the corner here. Harris Tavita named, I had a quick look at him today, halfback only. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a 5'8 normally, so I reckon he'd be tempting at 5'8 yeah. backup if he we got We will see jewel. what he does in the trials. Um, yeah. He, he could be one of those guys who he could get upgraded on his position. We've also got upgrades after rounds um, 6, cool. 12 and 18. So, so that kid is very good, so if he yeah. can get back in that side somewhere, yeah, one to watch, one to monitor. Matty, I brushed you on the storm, mate. The Warriors. Anyone that peaks your interest at all there? Without uh, – I'm, I'm risking getting a whole country uh, go against me here. but <laughs> You will. You will. Yeah, the Warriors they're – not, They're not known to be quiet no, Mars fans. I, lo- I love the Warriors, but they, they went really, really good last year and I don't think they'll go really, really good this year. And if, if all these prices are based on last year, I, I think – there could be a couple of traps in there, yep. unfortunately. Yep. So I, I don't think I'll go – I'll, yeah, I, I don't think I'll touch many Warriors. I was looking at Roger before, but, yes, yeah, why you make a good point. He's, he's come back from rugby, and he's playing a new position as well, so maybe not. It's a beautiful thing, Maddie, watching your just super coach evolution, and just to hear you say that off a big season where they all killed it, their price at their peak, and look at you go, mate. You got the, you got this mate, stuff worked um, out. Yeah, it's totally taken a few years and a few long cartridges with you, but we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, the Sydney Roosters start the season against the Broncos in Vegas. The Seagulls away, Rabbitohs at home, Panthers at home. Bulldogs away, Knights away. The start to the season is very difficult, uh, in particular those first sort of four to five weeks. Going away to Vegas, we don't know how that's going to play out to start the year. Let's go at the top and James Tedesco, a bloke that off the back of a poor season by his standard spy, no one's spoken about him. I'm one of those players. He's not that old. He'd be, what, at 31 or something. There's no reason why Teddy can't, Bounce back. And even last year, it was through no lack of effort. He still had his runs. He still busted mm. tackles and did all that. He just lacked a lot of attack. Look, I think we're probably going to be a bit of a consensus on there being better attacking options. Actually, I think Tommy might have spooked him a little bit on yeah, the potty the other day. it's like 3% ownership, yeah. which I think is ridiculous for James Tedesco. But it's just such a red-hot position. I don't think he can take that risk from round one. Let's see how the Roosters go. Most people are predicting that the Roosters will go better. And that makes sense. They've had so many injury issues over the last few years. Brandon Smith is coming into his second season at the club. Uh, you look at their squad, 1-17, to 17, and it's just absolutely stacked. Mm. Even like, you know, 1-24, to 24, they've, got, they've got guys who'd be playing first grade at other clubs who won't probably won't even play this year. But, uh, look, you've got Ponga, Turbo, Pappenhausen, Latrell, 
all ahead for me for yeah. now. But keep an eye on Tedesco. If the Roosters are firing, then he could uh, he'll probably be in my team at some stage this year. He scored yeah. four tons after round twelve last year. I was having yeah. a look. That's surprising a little bit. Like we know what he's capable of, but again, it couldn't be more of a watch list just to see how the chooks are going, as Tommy says, and decide from there. But I'm not starting with him. I expect him to improve on his sixty nine average this season, bounce back close towards that sort of mid seventies. I'm just not seeing those ceilings in him at the moment that you need at fullback, yep. that all the players that Sangster just listed uh, that they have. <clears throat> Spy, I know you've mentioned a little bit that, you know, while you, you're content with your halfback spots, I get the idea, and you even mentioned that if you, you were to go against Sad Cleary, you'd be looking for a mid-ranger, but you're pretty keen on <clears throat> or expecting big things, if I should say, Sammy Walker at 610k. Is it his year to finally... Not break out, because I know he can do, yeah. but just solidify, lock down that seven jersey. He averaged 60 last year, so maybe he gets it up to 70-odd, make 100k. It could be handy. That tricky early draw is a bit of a concern. If they had a couple of somewhat easier games that opening month, I think he'd have a lot more appeal. But watch out for Sammy Walker this year. He's, he's class act, and his goal kicking is fixed up. So yeah, 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 I was just about to say goal kicking is the key for him. If he's kicking, mm. he's definite option. Suwali is an underrated goal kicker. He's got, he's pretty he's got good, an isn't amazing he? record, so I wouldn't be surprised if he actually kicks. Mm. What about in the four-pack? Because, like, for me, it's just going to be a massive watch. I know people are keen on sort of Terrell May there. You mentioned Brandon Smith, Sankster. Um, you know, we look at the edge spots and Sue Wong, who, again, I wouldn't read too, too much into him being named outside the starting team to start the year, but are there any forwards that, that pique your interest? Yeah, I, I really want Angus Crichton to do well after the struggles that he's had off the field. Mm. But looks like he's on the outer of the club, and he, you know, he could be in France by next week. So I don't think that's going to happen. But we should get a good mid ranger there. Either it might be Wong or Satili Tupanua. We're not sure. Oh, you just got to watch round one teams. But even if one of those guys are named, there are so many good mid rangers at the back row that it. It would be tough to fit them in. I've had Wong the whole preseason, um, but now I'm just worried. Is Satili's name to start? Are yeah. they going to share minutes? Satili starting really was a concern. Yeah. Although yeah, I think Wong was on the extended reserve, so maybe it's just his week off yeah. and he plays next week. But one a bit more assurances that he's going to, you know, not get spelled by one of the boys. Yeah. Uh, Terrell May though. I don't know if you're going to mention him, but he has been in my side the whole preseason since day dot. Um, He's, the talk of him wanting out of the club didn't help because mm. that's not going to go down overly well. But he, I had a look at his games, four games last year, over 39 minutes. That was just the number I picked there, around the 40 mark. He averaged 59 points per game in an average of 46 minutes. If he gets his 45, 46 minutes, if he can average up around 60. There was also another game he played 34 minutes for 72 but above all that, forgetting the numbers, I watched him late last year and Maddie would be the man over here to have a chat to, but Tyrrell May, he was a difference maker for him late in the season. I think they need him through the middle there. Um, contract talk worries me a bit, but surely he's got to be every chance of getting up around that 50-minute mark. Sorry, I'm having my... Maddie's gone. Mike's gone. Maddie's gone. Mike's gone. Mike's gone. <laughs> Matty wants to get out. Matty wants to get out of here. It's a Tuesday night. Thumbs up or thumbs down, Matty, on what I said. Thumbs up. Thank you. Firm thumbs up from Matty the Water Boy. Yeah, look, went at one point two seven points per minute in thirty three minutes last season. So 
a big round one watch on what the bench looks like. Do they pick a utility? Do they have Sand and Smith on there? Team makeup. I yeah. suspect it'd probably be someone like Connor Watson who'll be the utility to spell Brandon Smith. He could also spend time in the middle. So if it's a four forward bench, there's a big chance they're all middles and maybe like a Satili on an edge there. It's a bit of a risk. Just, no doubt. Just a big watch there to start the season. And Spy, Spencer Lenu, the other one to touch on. Look, not a bloke that I've ever been overly interested. I know. <coughs> Anytime a good footballer changes club, there's hype around it from all circles. But, look, he'd been a mid-20-minute averaging forward for years at Penrith off the bench, and he averaged about 1.24, 1.26 points per minute, so about 29 per game. He went up to 32 minutes per game last season, and he went at a point per minute for a 33-point average. Even if he gets the minutes, which I suspect he'll probably stay in a, in a bench role, maybe with Maria Hargreaves out early, he could get a few starts. I just need to see the minutes come to it. Nothing to me screams he's got a tank. <laughs> he, um, yeah. He's one of the great impact players. I'd love him on my football side come off the bench there. But if you're relying on him for 40 minutes plus, you may be very severely let down. Thoughts, Sankster, on that one? Yeah, I mean, with Samuel, Hugh, Samuel Hughes, rather, named to start in this trial, you'd certainly be going him yep. over someone like Spencer Lenu. So that's, that's the way I'll be going for now. Mm. I agree he's an impact player. Uh, JWH is the big question, also around Terrell May as well. Huge, yeah. And is JWH back? I think he's back in round two. So Might it's just two. one, yeah, it's just so one, potentially one start for Lenu <laughs> um, if he even gets that start. Yeah. Boys, the West Tigers start the season on the bye. Probably not a horrible thing from a Supercoach perspective because I don't think they were overly Supercoach relevant to start the year. That being said, Wooden Spoon, cheap players, only improvement. Maybe there was some value there. The question is, as I suppose, Sankstar, with that round one buy, have you just put a line through all of them? Or as, as that's going to keep a lot of these players at very low ownership, is there maybe an opportunity to get some super pods to start the year? Lots of cheapy potential at this club. I don't know if you want them from round one, but Latu Fano will probably be a cheapie at some stage this year. Mm. So keep him on your radar. I don't think he's going to start in round two. Um, Samuela Finu, again, there's a lot of chat floating around that he could start in the back row. I don't think it's going to happen, but keep an eye on him for sure. Sione Finu is another, like three yeah. Finu brothers uh, could, all, could all be cheapies at some stage this year. And then Josh Felity as well, who he's good. I like him. Uh, for like they've lost, lost Nofaluma and um, Tommy Talau. Mm. Currently, you've got Staines in there on the win, and, and Junior Tupu is a good player as well. And Tupu's got leaving next year, though, as well. He could be we one could injury away, see even. Him maybe play around two. It's certainly, he'll play NRL this year. So keep an eye on those four guys as cheapies, but probably not from round one. I'd give anything to see them just rest all of their halves and just play Dream Buller at 5'8 in the preseason so that Sangster gives us Dream Buller as dual 5'8. Sure. Because <laughs> he would be straight into my team and wouldn't leave it all year and he'd have 75 at fullback. Can so we make an under-the-table deal here? Mate, if Rob Sutherland was around, he'd sort something he, out. But <laughs> I actually have integrity. Rob would absolutely <laughs> cut deals for yeah, us. Yeah, oh, easy. Spy <laughs> at the Tigers. I've got no money anyway, I can't Look, do it. I know we sort of mentioned Aiden Caesar at the top of the show, but <clears throat> with that early buy... I can't justify – look, there's no one that really interests me anyway. There is so much uncertainty around their starting lineup. Especially I think the halves. It, I think the forward pack 
relatively well pitched itself to a degree, but the back line outside of Buller, there are so many question marks. The one good thing about the, the round one bye is, you know, we can wait till round four before making any moves on them and we can get a look at them. The only possibly rogue thing I could do, now that I've sort of basically taught myself into starting with Dylan Brown as my number one 5'8", mm. the hype train around Lockie Galvin is huge. Isn't it ever? Like, huge. He's 75k cheaper than KO Weeks. Do you take a punt that he's going to play early in that 5'8 role and save 75k for a bloke you're not playing anyway in KO Weeks? Because 75k across the rest of your side is pretty handy. Um, yes, you could get stuck with a non-player. That's the risk. But, I mean, you've got Dylan Brown. You don't need your backup 5'8". Dylan Brown gets hurt. I'm trading him. But trade. It's risky, but... The problem is getting injured for one game. If, you, if he gets super annoying. for one game. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I think it's too big a risk in this day and age by concussions. They're so soft on suspensions now these days. HIA you get is one true. head knock, one week, you're in all sorts. Um, and I, I get I'd it. I'd probably want more mail, and the question would be, what can that 75k do for my side? If it was a real difference maker Jeez. in a key position, I'd maybe just run the gauntlet. But, yes, yeah, not without risk, that one. <laughs> was that centre wing or back row? No I'd other backups. It, but <laughs> yeah. You've lost the plot in the off-season, Spy. That's, you're living on the edge there. I always live a bit on the edge. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. tend to then go through with it, but it's, you've, got to, you've got to think outside the box. <laughs> uh, boys, a few questions before we wrap it up. Let's start with Stephen Hall. Is Burbo, Benny Chaboyevich, the real deal this year? A first-half hat-trick on the weekend against South Sydney's basically Harold Matthews' side. <laughs> yeah. So make of that what you will. But he could only beat what was put in front of him. A lot of red flags around Josh Schuster this season, like every other year. He could be starting round one. Sangster, I'll start with you. His dual position, his cheap <coughs> Yeah, he's locked in for me for now. It looks like he's going to get that starting role. Schuster, uh, you know, uh, uh, who knows what's going on with Schuster, but I think Burbo is as close to a cheapie as we have in Supercoach right yeah. now. He looks a bit bigger this year. He looks he's manned up a bit, the young fella. Even bef- He looked good last year. He just kept getting injured. Shocked. It's your boy I owned him a lot of last year because I, I know his potential and the boy can play footy, but... Just head knocks, but that price doesn't matter. Even if he yeah. starts round one and choose to start by round two on the edge or something and he's off the bench and playing limited minutes, it's not ideal. But at the same time, with his dual positioning, you don't necessarily have to play him each week. You know, there's an injury on field anywhere. He probably slots in anywhere in the back line, on the edge, in the forwards. He's scored 100 playing in the back row before, so that's all you yes, need to know. Yes, I'm, I'm really tempted. Obviously, he'd need to be starting round zero over in Vegas. I'll play him in my centres if he's starting yeah. back row, yeah, for sure. He could be like a 60-point averaging. Let's even be more cautious. A 45-50 averaging centre. Let's say 45. To start the at that price, sweet. Laughing. Yeah. Or he could be named to start, last 10 minutes, get benched, and be bench fodder for 27 minutes. You won't get benched, but the head knock worries me. <laughs> Uh, boys, question from Life's a Mitch podcast. Is it better to have all mid-range 2RFs or at least one gun in there? Now, I've had a bit of a chat about this recently, or throughout the preseason, I should say, and I'm going yeah. against a gun there, and I was wanting to get sort of Cam Murray into my team, but saying still get your thoughts. It's the best position in the game to start the year. There's so much value. Yeah, uh, it's. I've got five mid-rangers there at the moment, and I think I'll follow through with that. Mm. Pending, I mean, I don't see it changing too much, to be honest. So, yeah, stack up on mid-rangers there. And then in the front row, get Tino Flas- Flas- Mawali. 
and maybe Payne Haas potentially. Yeah, probably at least one of them. I'll get probably Tino first and Haas second. Um, but yeah, mid range is in the back row this year. Yeah. Is the way to go. Payne up for Tino. Spy question from Jack Davidson. Thoughts on Inari Tuala if he gets the right wing spot at the night. And it doesn't have to just be Inari Tuala. Like, there are a few names that have been thrown out there. He's more expensive, but uh, Tommy Jenkins, the former Panther. There's Will Price, son of English great Leon Price, come over from England. How do you feel about that right wing spot? I don't like it because I think the left wing gets all the ball. That being said... Dane Gagai was putting it on an absolute platter last year for Dom Young. Oh, I like the spot. Dom Young is outstanding. The way yeah. he timed his timed his runs off Gagai was brilliant. But if it's a reasonably priced fella on the right there, as someone mentioned the other day, uh, the right wing last year was top top try scorer on the NRL. Yeah. So don't overlook it too much. Yeah, not for me, but do as you will. Uh, last one to wrap it up for the show. John O'Brien, uh, there's been a bit of chat about Flanagan and Seize this show, and he asks, if Flano or Seize were goal-kicking, would you take one of those guys over KO Weeks at 5'8", Sangster? Both of them I'm keen on. Flanagan, Who, particularly if he's kicking. Flano? I'd probably take Flanagan first, but Caesar, the issue with him is he doesn't play around one, but I don't, I don't mind either of them. Plus, you've got Drew Hutch well you could get in there so a few sort of borderline cheapy mid-range guys oh, who you can pick Drewy's, in the Jewf, <coughs> no Drewy's oh at half back yeah so at Drewy's half, yeah but I'd probably have Hutchison at, at, okay, yeah, at yeah, centre yeah, wing okay. but yeah I like both Flano yeah. and Caesar I'm I'm coming around too and you could get Weeks in there as well yeah. Boys, loves a cheapy sangster oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guns and rooks <laughs> guys let's wrap that up for the SC Playbook podcast this week Next week, we'll have trial recaps and really get into the nitty-gritty of the season. Spy, thank you, mate. Cheers, boys. Sangstar, appreciate you coming on. Look forward to a big year ahead. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.